Elizabeth, you just got back from training with the Nigerian national team. We're a few months away from the rescheduled Tokyo Olympics. What was that experience like? It was great. Um, it's always great to be on the court. For me, it was a new set of women to play with. Um, and it was just an opportunity for us to prepare for the Olympics, to um, get to know each other even better. Uh, so it was, it was a great experience for me. What, if any, concerns do you have about playing in Japan uh, this summer? Yeah, obviously we're, we're still in a pandemic and COVID is evolving really rapidly, um, but we're hoping that Japan will make sure that they have the proper po protocols and medical staff. Um, you know, we, we don't know if there will be fans or not, but I'm optimistic that, optimistic that the Olympics will still happen, but they might look a little different. Would you be disappointed if the, if the Olympics are canceled? I would be disappointed. You know, this is uh, a unique year and a unique opportunity for me, especially to play in the Olympics. So um, I still hope that it can go on. This is your fourth go around in Turkey. Uh, you've played for Botash twice. You also played in Russia and China. What keeps bringing you back? Uh, <laughs> I've, I've always liked playing in Turkey. I've always had good experiences here. Um, you know, the people here are really friendly. I enjoy the food, which is really important too. Uh, so yeah, I think it's just been a combination of the people and I've, I've had good relationships with the clubs here, so it's, it's brought me back. And you've learned the language as well. Yeah, I've learned a little Turkish, uh, especially this year because my whole team is Turkish, so um, I've, I've had to pick it up a little more and try to use apps on my phone. Uh, and I think it's important to at least try to learn a little bit about the language. In light of the events that happened last year, including last summer, uh, surrounding the Black Lives Matter movement, do you think there's a greater increase in interest around Black History Month? I do think there is a greater interest. I think people are, part of this is due to the pandemic because everybody has had to stop and reflect and think about kind of the greater society. And so um, between the Black Lives Matter protests in the summer and uh, Black, Black History Month, I think people want to understand what allyship looks like and people want to understand the importance of black history. You're a well-traveled baller. How has the focus around BLM movement um, affected the way you're treated playing overseas? I think I've kind of reflected on that more. Um, I'm definitely appreciative of being someone who's traveled the world and experienced different cultures and seen how um, different communities of color are treated. Uh, I do think there is a privilege in being an athlete in a foreign country and how the fans treat you and how gen the general public treats you um, because it's that's not necessarily the case when we're back in the U.S. and so there are definitely things that I obviously appreciate appreciate about the states but um, there are things that I appreciate here that I would hope that I wish more people traveled more and could could see see the values. So as the headlines suggest Kelly Loeffler is close to selling her stake in ownership of your team the Atlanta Dream uh, we've even heard LeBron James' name bandied about. What are your expectations for whatever owner comes forward? I'm really optimistic about the new ownership group that comes in. I think ultimately what we've seen is that we need an owner that reflects our values and our league's values. And so I think the league is going to do the right thing. And um, ultimately, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, how heavy was that to deal with that off the court and then do your job on the court? It is heavy, and I think for a lot of us, basketball was used as a release, and we were really fortunate to have it in our bubble season. This last year has not only seen a pandemic, but also racial, social, and civil unrest in America. How have you processed all that's gone on? It's heavy, you know. This, honestly, when you think about it, this year has been filled with a lot of trauma and a lot of loss, whether it's 
due to COVID or due to um, police brutality and the racial divide that we've been seeing. And so uh, I think for me, it's been a lot of reflection. It's been a lot of relying on, on my circle, on my people, um, talking to a sports psychologist, therapy, meditation, just different ways to uh, kind of keep my mind right and be appreciative of everything that I have despite what's going on. Is keeping your mind right something that you took, it, took for granted in, in previous years? I think I've grown even more in that regard, whether it's like seeing a therapist or, or meditating or journaling, because those are things that generally I don't like to do, but I know that they're important for me. And as this year passed, especially, it's, it's become even more important. And I think other people are understanding that value as well. And then how do you keep that momentum going? Um, you know, you have a new president, new administration. Um, so you, some people might put their, take their foot off the gas a little bit uh, heading into 2021. Um, how do you keep that momentum going? I think now it's about accountability. You know, um, people have done the work. People went out and voted, um, voted in record numbers at that. And so now it's a matter of making sure that these people that we elected into these positions are making the changes that we talked about and um, that we're seeing the progress that we wanted to see and that we worked for. Awesome. Thanks so much, Elizabeth. Appreciate it. Thank you.